C, A, B, C, A, B, C, One, two, three. A, B, C, A, B, C, One, two, three. A, B, C, One, two, three. Robotics. Welcome everyone to Upping the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy. With me as always is Donovan Mustache. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, we have two special guests with us tonight. Um, never before done it this way, so we're actually really excited because what we're doing tonight would have been really boring with just me and you. No offense, buddy. But uh, joining us um, our friends from the Idiotville podcast based out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Joining us from 1,000 Beers is Brent and Liberty and Steve Castle. How are you guys doing tonight, guys? Great, man. The N stands for New Coast, man. Can't believe we're actually recording something on the left coast today. That's pretty slick. I'm excited about it. Yes. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, it's the first time we've, we've actually got to talk uh, more sports. Nice. Yeah, something I, I wish we could do on ours, honestly. I can tell you guys do, and then when you do, you always have to apologize and tell your audience, well, if you don't like it, go kick rocks for the next 20 minutes. So we're happy to um, scratch that itch for you. And um, you guys are at a place called A Thousand Beers. Um, how many of those thousands have you had? And what are you currently drinking? Yeah, we've had a significant amount now. We are definitely representing home. Much like um, me, Brent Liberty, and Uppy, we are Meadville made, just like the beer that we are having. It is the Hazy Afternoon by Voodoo. Proudly brewed in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, nice. brewery, fantastic. And we did open the night with a nice victory beer. Yes. Uh, we, we went with their higher-end uh, uh, Belgian. Delicious. Nice. Is that, is, was that a Belgian white? It was. It was. Nice. Now it's pee. <laughs> <laughs> you spill a little vodka in that Belgian white. It'll uh, kick it up a notch or two. We've got to drive home. It is Easter Eve. He has to drive home. He's, he's, the, he's the driver tonight. I'm the designated oh, drunk. Yeah. Nice. I can okay. just do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, so quickly, guys, um, since you are here joining us, we are going to give you the platform. Why don't you tell our audience briefly, um, what is your podcast? How can we find you? And uh, just sell it. Go for it, guys. Do a shameless plug. Okay, we are Idiotville Podcast. Uh, what it is is it might seem a little insular to our total crowd, but we are Erie, Pennsylvania podcast. We felt that Erie was uh, misrepresented both locally and nationally. We were one of the places that totally went for Trump beer, and I feel like we had a lot of people coming here just telling us, oh, well, there are these poor folks from the Rust Belt, and they, they don't know any better, and we just wanted to create our own narrative about what we're about. So, if you're interested in how things happen in the Rust Belt, how we still love our town, even if they let us down, and how we all want to make it better, listen to Idiotville Podcast. You can find us at idiotvillepodcast.com that's our website we also have a blog we have social media instagram facebook we all have our own um, twitter pages we, we can be found on soundcloud apple Podcasts, google play and uh stitcher right now always looking for more but that's where we're at right now awesome uh, steve anything to add to that uh yeah 
just uh, make sure you check out our blog. We do, do try to flesh out what we're doing locally. Uh, and we're, we do take uh, things a little nationally occasionally. Um, we're definitely uh, left-leaning, so we, we do brand ourselves as uh, Erie's liberal conscience, and, and we're definitely pushing back against the Trumpers. Well, if you guys ever want to do the whole national show, um, which I think you guys kind of did recently, which I liked, um, let us know. Jo we can join forces and just have a good old discussion. You know, I mean, I, I we love talking Mueller report and all that fun stuff. So if you guys ever want to join, do a East Coast West Coast thing, let us know. We will get you on. Definitely, yeah, I would so definitely like a left coast opinion. You know, like, uh, I wrote a blog recently talking about. Um, you know, the middle American hatred of themselves compared to the outer coast. So, like, sometimes we, we need to be a little more proud about what we do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially you being from where you're from, you know what it's like. Yep. The left coast, the east coast, they're amazing places, but we can be amazing too. Absolutely. Don't want to make it sound bad. You guys are the salt of the earth. Like, I love being in the middle. The flyover places are some of my best times, honestly, traveling. Could we call them like the armpit of America, though? Like No, that's New Jersey. Kind of like right in the middle? No. Or is that New, New Jersey's Jersey? armpit. Oh. Can't let you get away with that one. No. <laughs> you know, technically, we are, we are still in the Northeast. We are not the Midwest. But we're all oh. Rust Belt. We're all like there's – if this wall wasn't here, I could see a Great Lake from here. So nice. that's our region. <laughs> Nice. Okay. okay. I see. I understand. All right. Then. Well, and, and thank you guys again for staying up late with us. And um, well, let's get into why you guys are here with us today is uh, we are all big football fans and um, the NFL released is scheduled this week. And one thing we always had uh, the want to do is when it came out, we wanted to get as many people together. Sadly, we got four, um, <laughs> four total is uh, we just want to kind of go through, predict our team's wins and losses. I know it's kind of a fruitless effort in April, but it's just for fun to see what we come with. And I'm going to um, keep track of what you guys say. So I can either praise you for it later or laugh at you later or myself because I'm the Browns fan. But um, so that's why we're here picking wins and losses and having a good time. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're keeping track of it because I'm drinking beers and just saying shit, so I'll hand any sort of record-keeping off to you. Um, I'm drinking margarita, so I'm not sure how good I'm going to do. But... Ooh, fancy boy. <laughs> yeah. He's so fancy. <laughs> he's, do you have salt on a... the rim? Do you have salt on the rim? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. See? Uh, you damn... You Holy are from California yeah, now. Holy weird elitists. <laughs> right. It was officially uh, 80 degrees for the last three days, and all of a sudden we declared it hot. Right. And we're it's going to be 90 and Coronas. 90. <laughs> so, so see me. <laughs> it was like 67 today. I was shirtless. Nice. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck I'm still wearing shut jeans. Hey, I still wear socks. Come on, let's do this. Weirdo. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the standard order um, for those listening at home is basically the uh, we're going to go Brent is a Steelers fan. That's who he's representing. Uh, Steve is a Titans fan. Um, as you guys probably remember from the past discussions, um, Mustache is a Chargers fan. I'm a Browns fan. So that's kind of the order we'll go in. So starting us off week one, we got – uh, Brent, we got Steelers at Patriots for the opening Sunday night football. 
What do you think? Win, loss, and why? Well, it's a loss because it's the Patriots. And outside of last season, we never, ever beat the Patriots. And, you know, after everything that us Steelers fans have been through, they have to start us off with the goddamn hardest game that they possibly can. Now, I was actually talking to Steve earlier, and maybe I should feel a little better about it because the guys that the Patriots usually beat the Steelers with are Gronk and Chris Hogan, and those guys are gone now. And so part of me is like, oh, this is the year. This is going to happen. But I'm smarter than that. The Patriots always get their way. Steelers start 0-1. Patriots win that game. Okay. Great prediction. Okay. All right. Um, Moving right along. Steve, the Titans fan. At Browns, week one, what do you got? I'm actually super stoked about this game because I have one, I get to go to it. It's about an hour and a half from where I live. Uh, two, a big change this year is I think we're going to lean on Derrick Henry. Uh, he proved the last half of the year that he can carry the team. Um, so I really think that depending on how the Browns come out of their camp, you guys made a lot of big changes, but you still have a new head coach. He was your OC, but there's a lot of changes, a lot of pieces to, to make happen. Um, I think you guys are going to come a little flat. I think it's going to be one of those like 17-20 games, and we're going to lean on Henry, and maybe Mariota doesn't break himself and plays a full game. Okay, then. You always got Tannehill if that doesn't work out. I love that pick <laughs> right. well, he's a very, he's a very confident, confident Titans uh, fan there. On the gets the Browns in the first week. They were nine and seven, and I mean they lost their OC, but who's that? Yeah, so I mean, but they weren't an offensive team to begin with. Yeah, but there's a lot of Browns has a lot to come up with on this the first game coming into the season, you know. So. This is their their make it or break it, and yeah. I hope this is their make it. You know, well, you know, we'll see. In my response to that, um, I, I think Steve made a lot of good points. Um, being a Browns fan, I've noticed um, a lot last year. Baker has a habit in big games of coming out being a little too overhyped in the first half, sailing a few passes. Um, you have to assume he's going to do that until he proves he doesn't do that anymore. But I agree that it being close because I, I do think Titans are a good defensive team. I agree with maybe the whole 20 to 17 assessment, maybe 24, 21, but um, I'm all hype, baby. Browns win this one. I like it. And then uh, pulling up the rear here, I had to jump ahead of you because of the, um, the common opponent. opponent. Um, Stash, you have Chargers. versus Char- Colts. What do you got? Chargers versus Colts. Well, of course, I, I got to go Chargers on this one. I think that we're going to come out very strong, and we're going to stay very strong throughout the season. Uh, we'll we'll prove it on um, shoring up the defense um, in the middle ground area. So I'm not worried about this. This is a this is going to be a game. It's when we get to and uh, you know and are within our league. Um, our, excuse me, within within our area that we're going to decide about what happens to us. But this is going to be nothing for us. Nice. Love the confidence. And one thing I noticed is they can meet themselves and they're talking. I'm curious what they're saying. <laughs> we're talking about hot chicks on Instagram. Yes, we were. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to unmute yourselves in a second. Um, yeah. Brent, you follow up your uh, Patriots game with at home versus Seahawks. What do you got, buddy? 
I think the Steelers bounced back pretty good in that game. Um, Seattle, the, the Legion of Boom is dead. I think they're still a scary team, but I'm expecting a fairly low-scoring game. I do think that the Steelers have enough firepower to pull it out at the end, and that's what gets all the Steelers fans back on board because we are one and one after week two. Nice. Very nice assessment. It's not easy when those West Coast teams have to travel east. Um, there are stats that back that up, I believe. Um, Steve, divisional game versus Colts. What do you got? I'm going to admit the Colts are an exceptionally scary team. They have a huge amount of cap space. Um, they did ruin the end of our season last year. So this is going to be a tough one. Um, I think on a skill level, the Colts are better. And unfortunately, I'm probably going to say this one's going to be Okay. A sad L there. He did not seem happy about having to put that L there. But loving honesty, that's what it's all about. I was hoping that uh, Mr. Andrew Luck's shoulder would not rebound. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was looking a little iffy there last year, but all of a sudden it came on. I was like, damn it. Still got 10 more years of that guy. Um, Mustache. That's an odd one. Uh, you're at Detroit. What do you got? This is weird because when you go up against a team that doesn't want to lose or can't lose or just got nothing to lose, what do you do, right? You win. Um, you win. <laughs> you win. But but when 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 it's when it's those types of games, these you know teams like Detroit, where they're you know they're just they they're just gonna go at it for you. And those this this is those types of the events where you just got to say that you might take a loss on one of those days. And it's not against the teams where you're like, gosh, this really matters where you lose, but it really does. And I unfortunately, I might say we might take a loss on that one because, um, you know, we might get a little too confident in this in this coming up into week three with what we got, and then just let it go. Um, excuse me, week two. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to take an L just in case because it's. You, it, it's those teams that you face that got nothing to lose type of attitude that you got to worry about the most. Gotcha. Understood. Let's see. Yeah, Browns at Jets, Monday night football. Um, I have to admit, Le'Veon Bell joining the offense does worry me a little bit because he gives some protection to Darnold, who i still not sure how he's going to pan out. But I don't think it's good enough, so – my assessment is I, I think the Browns beat the Jets on Monday Night Football Week 2. So I'm going to give them a W there. It's going to be a good Monday Night Football game, though. Oh, I'm excited for I it. watch the Browns. Yeah. I, I, I want to I see, like, a very close game. But I just I just want to see a great game on Monday Night Football. I hate these blowouts. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think with the addition of Mosley and Bell, that blowout is probably not going to happen that week. But it should still be a Browns win. I think overall talent-wise, Brown's got it. Okay. All right. So, Brent, moving on to week three. Um, this is one I'm actually kind of excited for to watch. Um, Steelers at 49ers. Oh, Steelers at 49ers. All right. The reason that we do this is because we can speak as fans. We are people that actually see our teams. We can accept them for their good and their bad. We know their strengths and their weaknesses. And that's why we're good at doing what we do. 
I know a weakness of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there's two of them in this game. One, if there is an ass-terrible team like the one in your Bay Area, the both of them in your Bay Area, we will play down to competition. If it involves flying across several time zones, we will play down to that competition. You guys and a bunch of scrappy fifth graders could beat the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers if they flew over to your hometown. I'm sorry, every Steelers fan's going to be pissed off because they're going to screw the pooch on this game. Steelers start one and two because they had to go across the country. On top of that, I think you're going to have some difficulty stopping Kittle. That dude's a shot. Everybody's going to have difficulty stopping Kittle. It's Nobody's going to have difficulty stopping their running game, except the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> um, this just in. This is Eppy. I could hear disagreed with Brent. Niners win. Yeah, well, that's not much because, like I said, the Steelers suck on the road when it goes to the other side of the country. If you guys played in Kansas City, some neutral ground, the Steelers would beat Michelle's bullshit Niners by 50. But they're playing in Levi Stadium, way over in Silicon Valley with a bunch of rich douchebags, and so they'll lose. It's the way it's going to work. Okay. Um, very lively debate there. Steve, you're up next. You got um, at Jacksonville on Thursday Night Football. I'm actually super excited about this game. Um, Jacksonville's been super flat against us. We've actually had their number the last two years. Uh, we're going to run all over them like we normally do. Uh, the only um, change I see is at quarterback, uh, Mr. Foles, might actually change things. I, you know, Bortles is not going to win anybody any games ever. But this is an opportunity for him to show that he's got that magic and he's going to swing that big dick and see what happens. But I still think we come out ahead. It's going to be like 24 to 10. Nice. I, I can see that for sure. Um, well, I, I don't think Rick Foles changed as much out there, though. I mean, honestly. Maybe yeah, remember they, they said, like, if you want to beat a team, just uh, play Jacksonville Jaguars, right? <laughs> It's it's kind of hard. There was like one. There's like only like um one year, like maybe half of a season where they were actually doing well, and that kind of startled people, and then they went downhill again. So again, any time that you play Jacksonville, what are you going to expect? You might catch them in that hot that that off like three game hot streak, but other than that, shit, what do you got to <laughs> what do you got to fucking lose? Well, even like two years ago though, when even they were like amazing and their defense was on point and Bortles was, just couldn't lose for whatever reason, the Titans beat them twice that year. Like we just have their number and they're not gonna win anything until they can beat us. Yeah, but now you got big dick Nick to go against. Yeah, he's swinging that shit all over. Yeah, the I mean you don't wanna get knocked out by that massive swamp. Who knows what you're up against? I don't even call all right, Donovan. You are at home versus the Charger. Oh, sorry, you are the Chargers. You're at, you're at home versus the Texans. Texans. A, a tough matchup, man. Texans are rough. It's hard to tell. You know what? I might actually take another loss on this one because um, if we don't show up our defense um, like we're expecting to uh, for the season, you know, we're picking up middle ground. Uh, on, on our linebackers and whatnot, we're just not going to do it. So, um, unfortunately, I'm just going to say a loss on the Texans. They're they're, they're a tough team. Uh, they they're they're tough early in the beginning, and and we're getting them early. 
and they're you know they're fresh. It's when they get to the end of the season that they're kind of wear out. So I'm gonna say we're we're very much lost on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't know when JJ Watt's gonna hurt himself until then. Yeah, I I hear you. I would have done the it's same. Week three, shit. Everybody's tough and ready to go out, you know. And so are we, but. They got a great defense early on in the first six weeks, you know. They 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 made they made a ESPN you know talking points for seven eight weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and they were still losing, but they loved them. Hey, let's not forget that the Texans do probably have a top five wide receiver in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. In those few games, also where Will Fuller is healthy, if you catch him in one of those four games where he's healthy, he's very dangerous. So hey, that's a scary thing. Didn't Will Fuller go to um, Baltimore? I don't think so. I think he's going Baltimore. I hope not. No, he's still on his rookie deal. You think about Willie Sneed? Maybe, yeah, Willie Sneed, yeah. Yeah, see, Somewhere. Willie Sneed is a lot like Will Fuller, except where he sucks. That's the difference. That's the big difference there. Yeah, Will Fuller's legit, though. But like I said, he's always hurt. Yeah. And Will, Will Fuller's expected to be back for the season opener against the Saints. Oh, great. He'll play against the Saints, and then he'll shatter like fucking fine porcelain, and then you don't have to worry about him. But when he's out, Chargers he's win. Chargers win, baby. He's a touchdown scorer. <laughs> So he is. He is. So I got uh, Sunday Night Football back to back primetime games against the Los Angeles Rams, and can't say why, but I just they all can't be wins. This is an L for the Browns. Um, I, I think they'll. I think the Rams will have made enough necessary adjustments to their offense to stay fresh at this point before the league yeah. catches up again. So. Probably closest game, 28-21, something like that. But Rams with the win there, I think. And then moving right. Yeah, but I'm you know you know you know I'm no Browns fan, and and I I I don't like the Browns, but because what they've <laughs> brought in, what they've brought in offensively to to make their team a, a competitive team. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they can't compete against the Rams and make it a three point game, then they don't they they don't belong in the playoff name gaming of the season you know so just know that yeah. you know if they if they can't beat the rams early not even beat them just a three-point game mm-hmm. within the first like those four weeks three four weeks don't 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 bring them up anymore no. and we, we saw the baker mayfield overhype issue like i mentioned in uh week one so i have a problem with the three-point game thing Mostly what because is it? the Browns have been super close in all of the games last year. Years. Just, <laughs> years. No, last couple years. Yeah. But even last year, they, they, they were just mismanaged early in the season. How many wins did they have? It was in every fucking game. Yeah, like, I totally understand the optimism if I'm a Browns fan. You guys haven't had this talent since the early 90s. Like, Bell Bib DeVoe was crushing poison and the Browns were good. That's the last time this shit happened. I get where you're coming from. But I don't see the... I think the Rams win that one in a runaway, if you don't mind me saying. So you're okay with the runaway. I'm just saying, if it's it's within within three-point game... The Browns will make the mark in saying that they are a contender, even in week three or four, when when we know that at week six it's what really matters. They're trying to make their mark. They need to make their mark early. When they play when they play the Rams, that's when they need to say we're contenders. Well, one thing 
I noticed about the Rams in that Super Bowl was when they faced a real defense led by smart people, they folded because they have the offensive talent to score on anybody. They didn't have Gurley, They didn't really have Gurley, but I also don't know if the defense in Cleveland is run by smart people. I think they have a juggernaut defense. I don't. I'm not gonna say juggernaut. I'm gonna say good. It's better than the Steelers, and that hurts me. But the, the yeah, front but, four but is better than anybody. But, you, but once you get past the front line, the linebackers are still kind of weak now. So that's what the draft for. I give you that. But they rebuilt that defensive backfield last season really well. I I, I hate to say this. So I'm not trying to sound patronizing, but I respect what the Browns have done. They built something out of absolutely nothing. But I don't know where they're at yet. Yeah, but so did the Rams. The Rams came into Cal- came to Los Angeles. They were they were thinking that they're just this is a uh, Hollywood team and look where they're at. You know, they picked up a lot of good you know a lot of good players and um, you know made adjustments in, in between and the Browns have done the same but if the Browns can't do the same thing and pick up on the same model as what Rams did which I believe that they're doing now and if they can't do that when they play them or even make a, a effort to say hey within a one-point game then why do it well I mean I'm sorry to interrupt you um, a lot of this comes down to, and I don't know if this is a rhetorical question, an actual question, but all I know is I don't have the answer to it. When it's all said and done, who's the better quarterback? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield or is it going to be Jared Goff? I don't think Goff is the system quarterback. Yeah, it also comes down to who has playoff experience. Now, well, that's true. Maybe for this matchup. I mean, maybe I'm even talking down the road. Like, let's say they're both building something where they're going to clash and these games are going to be huge. Here's my hot Who's going to be better? Yeah, but, Go- but remember, Goff didn't have playoff experience, and he still went up against some very great quarterbacks and some very great defenses, and he pulled off what he did. That's what I'm saying. Is like, But this is, this is the Browns' matchup. This is the game of this is the game that you're gonna to want to watch. Can oh, they pull it off? It. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can they can they pull it off? Can he make the can he make the plays with 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 the offense that they picked up, and and the, and the can the defense stop them so they can keep it within one point? I mean, a uh, one touchdown. That's that's ultimately the only thing that you're gonna to want to see. And can they do it? Yes. Yeah. And it'll be great. Even if they lose, it'll be a great fucking game that everybody will talk about. Exactly. And I think that's all we can ask for. Think of that Rams-Chiefs game last year. I was yes. rooting for that for Super Bowl so Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because that was such a great game. And I do feel like Browns-Rams could provide that. But here, I think what we're missing here is like we talk about the old Rams. They had Mr. 500. Very, very much familiar with him. August this year. He ruined the Rams. They had a ton of talent, and, but he can't let anyone get ahead of him. He wasn't going to let Goff be that leader that he needed to be. Yeah, but so there's a big change. So now you have these two young coaches going head-to-head. It's going to be a, a meeting of the minds and two young quarterbacks. So it's going to come down to defense, which I think that the Browns have a better defense. And it's going to come down to the no. And, I mean, that, that's a tough one because... The Rams have an excellent running game, but so do the Browns. But do they have an excellent running game without Gurley? Because I've heard recently... CJ Anderson looked good. Yeah, but Gurley's still 
limping around. Yeah, but it's April. We're talking about late September. <laughs> I, I just I just think there's something going on with girls they're not talking about. I, I agree. I actually agree with that. But, I mean, based on what we know right now, I'd have to say the Rams have a better running game. But that's not slamming the Browns. Yeah. Because I, um, I, are amazing. I'm going to say, you know, Stash, you don't know this, but I worked in Cleveland all last year. So I talked to a lot of Browns fans. I don't think there was any reason for them to pick up Kareem Hunt because I really be, believe that Nick Chubb is good enough. Nick Chubb was a, okay. If anybody knows about Nick Chubb's uh, true uh, abilities, is that I picked him up in very late season in my fantasy. Okay, very late season because I had a great run. Mm-hmm. Ask Uppy. Had a great run. Okay, and in that great run. Um, I had to pick up Chubb because I had some quarter, some some running backs that went down on me, and Chubb held it for me all the way till the end. He was the only reason why that Uppy and I went um, went within within like point one or point zero three of a percentage point of each other of losing or winning mm. was because of Nick Chubb. Chubb Chubb's gonna be the guy that's gonna make this uh, game all the way from the beginning to end. For that football team, he will do it. Well, I'm going to talk about two things here. One, Uppy, it has to feel great that your Browns, the moribund Browns that didn't do anything for 20 years, are evoking this kind of passion and debate when it comes to the upcoming NFL season against the defending NFC champs. And second... I'm going to have to talk about another running back that sort of came out of nowhere and became a big star last year when we go to our next team that I'm on. Well, do you want to skip to them? Do you want to go at the Bengals there? Who's at the Bengals? It's your show, buddy. Yeah, well, week four. I'm talking about week four. All right. Well, I want to believe that the Steelers will beat the Bengals for a few reasons. One, they always beat the Bengals because fuck the Bengals. <laughs> and two, they're going to do it a lot behind Erie, Pennsylvania's own James Conner. You have no idea how big that was for us out here in Erie, that we have an all-pro running back, a pro bowl running back that lives down the street from where we sit right now. He's ours. That's so cool. My favorite thing about James Conner is that he's present. He's in this community. If there's a big like high school football game and he has a bye week, he's there. We can walk to the place where he gets all his tattoos. It's two blocks away. Yeah. You know when he does those commercials for like United Way and shit? It's right down the street from where we're at. James Conner's our guy. It's good to be represented by him. Erie gets shit on a lot. So it's good to see somebody who's a beast of a human being being come out of here, make something for himself, and not re- forget where he came from. That's what I gotta say about Pro Bowl Nice. We love you, James Conner. <laughs> Very nicely said, uh, Steve Castle. Uh, one, this is probably one matchup you only get one every four years at Falcons. What do you got? You know what? I, I 
I hate Matty Ice. I don't know why we call him Matty Ice. I think he's a failure. Because it rhymes with Matty Ice. That's right. Like, and he's just not, he's not the elite quarterback we, everyone pretends he, he is. He does have Julio Jones. I really like Calvin Ridley. Uh, they have a ton of talent, but they don't do enough with that talent. I think our defense is going to shut down the running game, and we're going to hit that I almost said Matty Ice. We're going to hit Matty a couple times. So, you know, we, we have a ton of talent in our linebacking core now. Um, I really think Evans is going to turn a corner this year. And, you know, bring him in Cameron Wake so we can have that rotating line to help out. Uh, yeah, that's good. He's as old as me because everyone knows that old, freaking out of shape dudes really kick ass in football. So they do when, when, when it's situational. So I think that's what we need. We still have Jarrell Casey. I didn't know there was a senior NFL tour now. So, I mean, since there is, I mean, Cameron Wake's going to play really well. Speaking of senior NFL tours, we're going to bring back Delaney Walker this year off the tour to Achilles. Nice. So he's totally going to be normal because he's going to be tearing up the middle. It's always good to have a tight end that my fat ass can outrun on the 40-yard dash. So that should probably work out really well for you. Hey, we're just going to run at him all day. We're going we're gonna to hit Matty Ice a little bit. I think we'll be fine. I don't know, dude. I think they squeak out a win. I, I think. think the times of throwing fat men at the line of scrimmage to win football games are over. Yeah, Yeah, but the fat men, they, they to break out the linebackers. Yeah. So we got Landry and we got Evans. I think they're they're going to be the the answer. And from what I hear, first round we're going edge rusher. So I think I think we're going to be we're top ten defense already. Well, it's better than continuing to sign over the hill pass rushers and hope that one works out. Amen. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I gave I flipped the nickel to freaking Brian Arakpo's old ass before I came in. Here, so. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, the stash. At Dolphins. How's it going to go on South Beach? Oh, come on. That's a W. W. Dumpster fire. W moving on. I don't even want to. That's just like, that's like facing the Jaguars. Let's just move on. Awesome. Okay. Miami, Miami, Florida, Florida as a state in general should just fucking succeed for the union. And then uh, we'll call it a good day. Sounds good. But because we like to win, let them stay. I'm a little disappointed you pick on the Jags so much. The, the AFC South is one of the most difficult divisions right now, if you look at it. Yeah, it says the, an AFC South fan. Because... I do, but you got the, the Colts who are in the playoffs. You got the Texans in the playoffs. You got the, 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 the Titans who are on the cusp of the playoffs. If we beat the Bills last year or if we <laughs> that's a sad shit <laughs> we, we just beat the bills i spent so much money giants could beat the bills to go i had sweet tickets right behind the, the, the visitor bench and like we just could not do anything right there i'm not gonna lie I, when you're sending pics of that and you're like on Facebook, like, here's me and, you know, watching my Titans play the Bills and they lost, I laughed my fat ass off. I laughed my fat ass off. <laughs> it's like, it's like playing the little giant, you know, you're like, what the fuck are you doing in amateur league and losing in that way? I, I, I don't know. You guys, um. You discuss it among your East Coast friends, but come on, this is this this is too easy over here on our side. Um, all I'm gonna say about the little giants is I saw a picture of Icebox lately. And I don't know <laughs> How big is he? How big is he? Wait, was that the girl or that was that the, the boy? Girl. That was the girl. Remember she played in the skirt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not then. Not then. I'm not some weird pedophile, but now, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would happen. Well, she's like our age. Wait a minute. She's like our age. What is yeah, she, she like? Thirty six. Like 
So I, I don't know. I'm not a personal friend. If I was, I, I wouldn't be here. I'd be plowing icebox. No icebox plowing, please. All right. Okay. What are we doing next? <laughs> You're out. I can't hear you. Okay, can we not? Yeah, here you go. Right. Yeah, I had yeah. muted okay, myself good. to pour a beer. Um, okay. okay, well, uh... you got to mute to pour a beer. We poured so many beers. <laughs> we should do a we should do a rapid fire. Let's let's get this going. Okay, let's so let's try it. um, cut this part out. We're at about thirty five or so. Um, so at this point, just make a note to cut it out. Um, okay, we, we only had about an hour, guys. So let's shoot for trying to get through the first oh. half. Yeah, Shut we, up, we go. got half a battery on our laptop, so go. go. So okay, you want to start doing rapid fire? Rapid yeah, fire. rapid fire. Okay. So, all right. Hey, hey oh, hold on. How about we go to the, um, we'll do rapid fire, but then if it's like a premier matchup, then we talk about it. Like, I'm down. Okay. okay. Like if it's like a Sunday night or a big game or something like that. Yeah. Or two yeah. of our teams Rivals are facing each other, like, then we just like amazing, okay. ama right. amazing matchups, you know. All right. So let's, all right. So I'm going to make my pick real quick. Um, since I'm not on mute anymore, week four Browns at Ravens. Um, simply just because it's in Baltimore, I'm going to pick Ravens, but it, Again, this is one of those tough AFC North battles. Um, it could go either way, but because Ravens are home field, give them their three points. Said and done. You're not concerned with Jackson, though? Like, and this is like a big rivalry since they. No, I think the book is written on them. I, granted, they're going to change something up. It's not going to be the same offense, but um, again, he's a 58% completion percentage kind of guy. If you can't throw, you can't make it. Someone's going to either break him or something. But I'm not worried about him being some huge, successful quarterback. Um, he's a cheap man. It's Colin Kaepernick and, like, what happened to him. So, there you go. All right. Moving on to rapid fire, unless it's a big marquee okay. game. Ready? Let's go. Ready, Brent? Yeah. Versus Ravens. Who versus Ravens? Steelers versus, Steelers versus Ravens, Ravens, obviously. Yeah. All right. Um, well, it's actually, I think that game's in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to pick the Steelers. Everybody knows they split that series every year. Steelers playing at home. Here we go. Steelers. Perfect. I like it. I would agree with you there. Um, Titans at, um, at home versus Bills. Fuck those guys for last year. We're going to demolish them. Um, I don't think the Bills improve enough this year. I think the Titans were on the cusp. We're going to beat them 24 to 10. Well, I'm sorry for you that you need revenge to beat the Bills, but whatever works. <laughs> um, Donovan, you got a you got a division game. Uh, we at beat home the Broncos. Broncos. I, I hate the Broncos. Yeah, we, we we I hate the Broncos, and we'll beat them. Perfect. I'm no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got at 49ers Monday Night Football, and I can personally attest to you. Guaranteed, we have the tickets already. We have three tickets to go see that game. Uh, the Uppies will be in attendance, and the Browns are going to win a close one because it's West Coast. Shit happens, but it's going to be a Browns W. And uh, 
you have to take my word for it. Mrs. Eppie agreed with me. Okay. Uh, oh, this is going to be a fun one. Week six, guys. You ready for this? All right, Brent, start us yes. off. Sunday night football at Chargers. Chargers win that game because, once again, the Steelers are traveling across country to play in the high school stadium that the San Diego, I'm sorry, Chargers play in. That's ridiculous. I'm still mad that the San Diego Chargers play in freaking Carson, California. As my dad would say, that's bullshit, man. That pisses me off. I will never stop calling them the Los Angeles Chargers. It's okay. But they're going to win. They're, they're freaking Philip Rivers and his 47 kids and his endorsement of freaking Rick Santorum are going to go out and beat the Steelers. I'm going to be all pissed because the freaking Chargers always play these weird games, man. I don't know how many times we, the Steelers play the Chargers. It feels like every call goes towards the Chargers. There was a few things, man. Like, Ladania Tomlinson could never run for anything against the Steelers. But... If the Steelers completed a big pass, oh, well, you better believe there was a hold somewhere. And it was always by Willie Colon because he fucking sucks and he looks like a black farva. But I'm going there's, to charge in this one. There's, 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 a, there's a hint of animosity towards LaDainian Tomlinson, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. No, I uh, love LaDainian Tomlinson because he was the greatest fantasy freaking player ever. That and he was one of the greatest quarterbacks. Wait a minute, I'm sorry, great, greatest running backs ever. He might have anyways, been a great quarterback too. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they all can throw. They just don't ever get a chance to throw. But anyways, well, um, I mean, enjoy your enjoy your flight home as we enjoy our victory. Thank you everyone for joining us tonight. Unfortunately, that's all the time we had, but uh, we really hope you enjoyed the banter that we had, and we're going to bring that and so much more when we bring you part two of the special coming up very soon. So be on the lookout on our SoundCloud and our Facebook and it'll be there for you. Any parting words, Mr. Sash? Uh, go San Diego Superchargers. I did hear they are bringing back the powder blues next season. So um, that's a win-win for all the NFL. Even if you're not a Chargers fan, there's that powder blue is awesome. So yes. I'll be sporting my junior Seau jersey on that one. Some worthy, worthy jersey to have. You know, nice. I know you have. A, I know you have a thing about having other men on your chest and back. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how I feel about having another man's name on my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> to all of you awesome listeners that we have. And those joining us from the Idiotville gang, until next time, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. These eyes are crying. Your cat fucked These eyes have seen a lot of love, but you're never going to see another one like I have.